0: The fact that we're even talking today, that wasn't on my radar when I started doing this. I didn't think I'd be a podcast guest. Like, (laughs) That's crazy to me. And I appreciate these opportunities so much. So you just never know. So take that first step. Find what works for you. That is super important. You don't have to do Twitch. You don't have to do anything you're not comfortable with. There is a place for you. We want to hear from you. Please share your knowledge in whatever form.
1: Hello, and welcome to Developer's Journey, the podcast bringing you the making of stories of successful software developers to help you on your upcoming journey. I'm your host, Tim Bourguignon. On this episode 219, I receive Stephanie Eccles. Stephanie is a front-end focused software engineer at Microsoft. She has well over a decade of web dev experience that she enjoys sharing as an author, egghead and workshop instructor, Twitch streamer, fellow podcaster, and conference speaker. She's also an advocate for accessibility, scalable CSS, and the JAMstack. stack. And you can find countless resources she provides about exactly these topics at modern StyleStage.dev, style stage the dev, small CSS, the Dev, and that's small S-M-O-L, CSS, And eleven t rocks, and that's written 1ty.rocks. Stephanie, welcome to Dev Journey.
0: Thank you so much.
1: It's my pleasure to have you on, on the show, that's really cool. But before we come to your story, I want to thank the terrific listeners who support the show every month. You are keeping the Dev Journey lights up. If you would like to join this fine crew and help me spend more time on finding phenomenal guests than editing audio tracks, please go to our website, devjourney.info and click on the support me on Patreon button. Even the smallest contributions are giant steps toward a sustainable dev journey. Journey. And now back to today's guest Stephanie, the show exists to help the listeners understand what your story looked like and imagine how to shape their own future. So, as is usual on the show, let's go back to your beginnings. Where would you place the start of your dev journey?
0: So, I have always been the kid that was interested in creative activities. And of course, that's evolved over my lifetime. (laughs) And, you know, starting with doodling in notebooks, trying to copy things around, using that as a way for myself personally to just stay on task during, you know, lectures at school and things. And one summer, I was able to go to a class as a teenager and it was a one week camp and I learned flash animation with Macromedia Flash.
1: Ooh, the action script and, one?
0: Yes. Ooh, okay. Two at that time. Oh actually I think it was one and then shortly became two after I did that. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> but go ed. <ahead. laughs> yes,
0: the struggle. And so originally when I selected to go to that camp, it was because what stood out to me was animation. I'm like, cool. I would love to learn about animation. Had nothing to do with the web in my view, because I didn't realize that that was the primary function of Flash. So through that summer camp, it was just a week long, but the instructor was very encouraging of the creative aspects. And you know, just there to sort of mentor us along and, and encourage us to find our way with it. So it wasn't about scripting, it was about animation. However, I received a CD-ROM copy of Macromedia Flash to take home with me and loaded that up on my 256-megabyte RAM Dell, you know, <laughs> desktop <laughs> with that I had purchased with. The option of no CD drive, only a flash drive. That was quite the upgrade. (laughs) That
1: was you, yeah.
0: Yeah, so somehow Flash ran on that. Somehow also Dreamweaver would have been the first thing I grabbed. And wanting to put my quote-unquote art on the web, you know, that flash animation that I had made, there was a couple, well, a lot of resources at that time around Flash, and animation was definitely a big part of it. That's what, where some of the early memes came from. Badger, 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 for example. Oh, yes. <laughs> that rings a bell. <laughs> yes, it does. <is. laughs> so I was very inspired by those things, and I really did go hard on the animation part. I, I will say I never became good at it, but it introduced me to those fundamental concepts of logic. You know, wanting to go from scene to scene, figuring out how to add an event to a button. So as you mentioned, ActionScript, I found myself in forums figuring out how in the world do I start performing a little bit more complex interactions with ActionScript. And so for those that aren't familiar, which I wouldn't blame you, ActionScript is, I don't know if it's a direct precursor to JavaScript, but I mean, it was a proprietary language within Flash And you would use it to traverse along your timeline. So everything ultimately was this animation timeline. And so you would create different scenes. And a scene was a static canvas and you would draw shapes on it. You could bring in multimedia, at least somewhere along the evolution of Flash that was allowed. So you could create custom video players, for example. However, you the output was usually not static text. It was all, you know, you could use custom fonts, but that's because everything was embedded and images essentially were pixelated out. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it allowed extreme creativity. And I know I'm not alone in kind of missing that aspect of the web. But at this point in my journey, I also recognize the importance of things like accessibility. And that was quite at odds with the purely Flash construct. So yeah, Flash for me is where it all began that evolved, you know, moving beyond the animation, moving not beyond that desire to put my art on the web. I don't exactly know what quite led to it. I I remember distinctly having to learn about then FTP, having to learn about servers, and I think the switch might have been somewhere in there. Something along the lines of seeking an easier way. I'm like, this feels. This is so many steps. This is so convoluted. You know, try, and having no mentor, just completely completely alone in my bedroom as a teenager, trying to figure this out. <laughs> and you know, I did not have a technology program at my school that had any sort of resources for me regarding web development. So truly, completely alone in, in figuring this out, and no other peers that were interested in it either. I went to a very small school. I should put a little context on that. I grew up on a farm. I grew up in southwest Nebraska. Nebraska is the state right in the middle of the US. I had 22 kids at best in my class growing up throughout the years. So yeah, just not the not the technology center of the US, let's just say that. <laughs> looked out my window at a cornfield, you know, I'm grateful for that upbringing, but yeah, just, just wanted to put context. Like I did not have resources <laughs> growing up for technology, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that was, oh yeah. So I was starting to say, you know, so trying to figure out these things, I somehow along the way found WordPress and that allowed me to keep going and actually find my feet as a web developer, realized that that was an opportunity. Um. I still wanted a creative profession. I knew that I was definitely not a fine artist. I didn't see availability in my local markets for Flash animator, which is probably a good thing I didn't go <laughs> into that as a career. So I ended up picking the, so in the US for college, you know, the, your focus area is called your major. So I ended up ki- picking a major of advertising. So in mm-hmm. my mind, I was, thinking I'll still be able to be creative, but also make sure I get a paycheck at the end of the day. And so we have have a very good program here for advertising and journalism. And But I kept doing dev stuff on the side. I kept getting internships in development. And so I spent a decade with WordPress. That ended up being a good choice for me in comparison to what my local market and particularly ad agencies were using. And yeah, things just evolved from there.
1: <laughs> At which point did you did you transition from web development cannot be my career to uh, let's go, let's do this?
0: Good question. So again, being in a smaller market helped me in the sense that there weren't there was a very low volume of college students seeking internships as Web developers. And so I had got an internship where I was actually doing some print design, but they, my supervisor, encouraged me and got me starting to do web updates just via CMS. I wasn't coding per se, but it did help open my eyes to this. Position probably exists in more agencies. This is can probably be a mix of my interests, and then became a little more aware that that really was true through going to local meetups, starting to learn kind of the local personalities, and you know seeking internships and, and looking at job boards and seeing that that was really a reality. And I was doing freelance on the side too, so I was having mild success, you know, getting getting some work through through freelance opportunities as a web developer so yeah I think just kind of those things you know finding enough success that I was able to pursue it and eventually what happened was I was able to have an internship towards the end of my degree that they went ahead and hired me as full-time so that's kind of how that worked out and that was doing WordPress development
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That 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 is that is a nice segue or a nice a nice introduction. <laughs> really, working on the side, having having a, a freelance gig, but still doing something else. Really dipping your toes into there, and at some point saying, okay, I think it's it's the right thing. Let's and I have the opportunity to let's go. That that's pretty cool. But you're you're, you're still in Nebraska, or you yes. you moved along at some point. You're still there, still, still with here. you on the cornfield. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I no longer have cornfields out my windows. We're staying. So I'm also a mom, have two little girls, and I'm an only child as well myself. So right now for this point in our life, despite maybe a little bit of a desire to (laughs) seek a different point in the world, we are here for family. So it is what it is. Got to do what you got to (laughs) do.
1: Fine by me, fine by me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I grew up in Paris and moved to Germany to for the family, and then we've been here as well. And sometimes we we'll say, "Oh, Paris, it would be good to go back and put family." You know, yeah. <laughs> you, know you got it. Okay, but so, so, when did you start using WordPress? Not just as the the CMS that it is, and just throwing themes. I think it's called with with WordPress on top of it, and and add-ons and plugins, etc. And really say, okay, now now I'm I'm pulling up my sleeves and I'm doing really development with it. Was it very early or did you have a phase phase where you were more uh, like a like a power user but not a developer yet I, w- you, yeah. you're not a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah so i have as i'm sure many many folks who end up being developers can identify with i am a tinkerer i like to do things my own way not in a you know aggressive controversial terrible teammate way <laughs> you know but if i'm working myself on a project i like what helps me learn is to dig in, maybe you know, end up breaking it a little bit and find my way by just exploring, and then you know, seeking out resources as I need them. And I very quickly hit the limits of WordPress. Again, we're talking at towards the beginning of WordPress existence, so it was very immature as a system as well. So I understood the concept of themes. Themes was important to help me understand. Templating as a concept. For a brief moment, I was like, do I want to do WordPress or should I learn how to do Tumblr themes? (laughs) And again, I made the correct choice on which way to go with that, thank goodness. But still, you know, that was a concept that was critical to kind of moving along. And I never did get much into plugins at that time. Again, since it was so early, there was the, you know, big issue of plugins and security. And so I was starting to like, you know i was beginning to be on twitter following folks in the wordpress realm and that was another important thing to discover is the wider community and 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 things like that so i got into doing custom themes pretty early on and both for my own what i wanted to do but also i had two different opportunities one freelance and one in my job where we required something custom and so through that, started to pick up all the other things you need to know about to be a well-rounded developer. Like starting to use, well, jQuery. At, again, please keep in mind the context. This is over a <laughs> decade ago. And so, yeah, just just all these things, all these different opportunities. Basically, I was, you know, also kind of the privilege of being a college student. You have, you may have more opportunity to say yes to to things that stretch your limits and stretch what your, you know, ability to learn new things and and just try in a hopefully supportive environment or, you know, off to the side, like I said, on a freelance project where it's okay if you fail because no one's there to see it. So either way, having that experimentation has always been a super critical part of anything I'm doing. And just to put a little leap on that, you know, that's why you see the output of my open source today. It's, it's just a different evolution of that thing that I've always enjoyed doing along my journey. So
1: mm-hmm. ah, yeah, I see. I see. I was asking because WordPress is, is the moment in, in or what WordPress development in my past is the moment in time where I transitioned from writing software from scratch. So I I, I started with with Pascal and then and then Delphi and then C and C, etc. But it was always writing program and and really doing something on your own. And at some point, I started using WordPress for well, doing, doing web development stuff. I was really using it as a CMS and using themes, etc. And that's where I realized, oh, wait a minute, I can build on top of this thing. I can really take a, take a, a, a huge chunk of stuff that has been done for me and, and not do that again. It was just mind blowing. Ooh, now I see how web development is supposed to work. As yeah. really, it really opened up a world of possibilities. And I remember it was really with with WordPress that this uh, realization came to me. So I'm glad we're, we're speaking about this. Yeah. That brings back a lot of memories. <laughs> That's cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, I still encourage it as a tool to get started with. You learn templating. You realize, like you know, might have an experience like I did, where you hit the limit of. The theme, and now you have to learn maybe some JavaScript. For me, the other huge thing was encountering the concept of APIs. Because as mm-hmm. soon as I wanted to do something really complex, now I either had to pull an API, or I—I I, WordPress is how I learned the concept of async functionality. That was very critical at those that junction and still is today. But at that junction, it was a new concept. And before I actually officially was on WordPress, I remembered this as well. I was starting to do freelance and I needed a way to update my freelance clients of like the status of their projects. And I didn't have a lot, like two or three people, but I had to go. I had to go beyond just because that's the way my brain works (laughs) (laughs) because I had to just push it, keep pushing. And So I was like, okay, well, I know how to get hooked into a server. I know that there's a way to password-protect a directory just like via logging in and making one through cPanel and so forth. But how do I do the status part? So Google Docs, Google Sheets, well, whatever they called it at the time. I don't know if it was Sheets then. was kind of new, but they, they didn't have embeds or APIs either. But I poked at it, realized that I could directly embed the source even though it wasn't actually available and worked out how to have a form go to the spreadsheet you know embed that in my page and just just working out how to do that just realizing first of all it was a possibility how to Hack around and make something that I wanted to work. Not to mention the dopamine rush of having that be successful. <laughs> <laughs> and I think honestly, that, that dopamine rush is what I've continually chased. <laughs> That's why well, I love development. <laughs> yes. So yeah, but yeah, I eventually found WordPress, and of course, it, another aspect it does well without. If you're not able to cobble together different services, is things like authentication. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a nice a nice tool that I still recommend to folks that are newer and also like I said, I think there's still thriving areas like advertising and marketing agencies that will use it and it's a great place to learn, get your feet wet, and do a ridiculous amount of different things <laughs> too. It is probably amazing. more varied than you'll get in a lot of environments. So
1: And I'm nodding <laughs> heavily. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what managed to get you off WordPress? What was the topic and and why?
0: Yeah, so only about coming up on, what would it be, almost four years ago, I had the opportunity to change position in the same company that I was at previously and switch to a design systems team. Well... I might be a little generous. (laughs) They were wanting to have a design system and they were wanting it because of a Greenfield product that they were creating and basically reached out to to an internal contact at the right time to be able to make that pivot. And so I, yeah, so at that at that point, it was off WordPress because it was not the right context. So was leading the development of a multi-platform design system that was React. I did also was writing a CSS framework. And then we were aiming to, I guess the nearest concept would be create design tokens that could be passed to a, you know, native mobile and so forth to keep in sync. But so yeah, quite a, quite a pivot, but I, you know, WordPress is what I had been doing, at my day job but again kind of doing different stuff in my own experimentation and freelance that the design systems was a really nice fit for where I wanted my career to go. So mm-hmm.
1: you mentioned freelancing again. Have you been freelancing on the side throughout your whole career?
0: For quite a bit. I I've not been doing it the past few years. I mostly because I started I just began having my other interests that have evolved into my other projects, and I prioritize those <laughs> above the freelance. So I
1: understand. <laughs>
0: yeah yep
1: <laughs> it, it is it is it is i i know <laughs> we all we all have our our limited time uh 24 yeah. hours a day a big chunk of that is spent sleeping and the rest is to be spread evenly or not evenly So <laughs> we, we have to struggle with it okay when when do the the community aspect enter your life sorry the what the 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 communities yeah. and 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 sharing and teaching and all this
0: yeah so Part of that story is why I started to do any open source things. So as I mentioned, I'm a mom and I didn't have like postpartum depression, but at the same time, new motherhood is way, new parenthood is way harder than the world lets you know. (laughs) They kind of try to let you know, but you really don't understand until you're actually in it. From the sleep deprivation to just figuring yourself out as an entirely new person. And so for me, that meant that I no longer had the capacity, the personal capacity to do anything outside of my day job. I put all put my all into my day job and then I had nothing left except for to do what I needed to do to take care of my kids. And then that was it. Spent a lot of time, you know, so for me, my some people talk about having, you know, not very many spoons. And I didn't know that concept, but I'll tell you, I used all my spoons and everything else. And the only thing I had time for (laughs) or energy for was my husband and I were watching like you know, Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad and things like that. And that's all. And then it was like crash, just crash out. So once I finally, you know, my children were a few years older, I was getting back a little bit of that energy. Then I was also at a kind of that crux in my career where I was starting to want something different. And I recognized that I myself needed to do some learning to kind of catch up, to make sure that those opportunities existed for myself and my career. And so I was able to pivot to that design system job kind of about then. And once I did that job and I was feeling like a little more satisfied with my career direction, then that also helped with the energy that I had and motivation, probably more critically. And so I was like, you know, I want to do something to kind of give back. I'm over a decade into my career now, and I just was trying to figure out what that could be. So the first thing I did was I was like, I'm just going to make a course. It's going to be free. I didn't know anything about making a course. It's going to be free, and it's going to be web development for beginners it's going to cover html css and accessibility because that was like a huge motivator as well as making sure that was part of the course materials and so you can find that that's learn from steph.dev i'm a little embarrassed of the production quality i stand by the content probably some of it it could be a little bit updated but you know overall it'll get you get you going if you have zero or near zero experience right now, you know, and so I learned attending that part of the way into developing that course. I kind of came upon CSS as the niche I wanted to really dive into. And that evolved into modern and also led to Getting the egghead opportunity, which is you can kind of see probably the switch if you actually do the <laughs> learn from Steph course of when I learned how to actually film videos. So yeah, just you know, being fortunate to to get some of the opportunities, but and then that led to other things like discovering that Twitch was a thing sometimes developers watched and learned from you know so finding finding those opportunities just kind of throwing darts really and and trying different things out and creating those community projects that are open source but again really they're veiled excuses for myself to learn new things and and i i kind of had a long way there too got over my fear i've said this before but got over my fear of pushing publish so as soon as a project's ready, I make myself push it out the door, and that was also huge in in finding more communities to be a part of and getting that feedback. And so, yeah, just just that's kind of that dirty, I guess. <laughs>
1: that's that, that pretty cool, and and that that's a lot of things. How <laughs> how do you organize yourself to be on top of of all this? What's your secret?
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> It's a moving target, you know, in the beginning, it was just writing the articles, and then that kind of spiraled into, like I said, kind of chasing other just ideas. Some of them, you know, don't didn't take very long to produce. It was really just formalizing information or functionality that I wanted to put into the world. and in some cases, functionality that I just needed myself or for other projects and again, going ahead and pushing publish and, and seeing what sticks. So I don't really have an end. I mean, my end goal is how could I make my own work efficient? I mean, at the end of the day, it's largely selfish where, you know, instead of having to search through repos, maybe I can create a tool that helps me. And that's awesome if it helps other people too. So yeah, I want <laughs> It's selfish, but at the same time, it's been awesome to, you know, I've met so many people, that i learn from constantly and i'm so grateful for their work in the community and again part of that was just even discovering some of these places to find community i said twitch already but discord's been another one so just kind of unexpected things starting a podcast along the way which again is really just an excuse to meet people you want to meet in the community and that's fine too
1: how did the podcast start
0: Yes, I do the podcast with my friend, Claire Lipsky. We worked together previously. Both went different directions for a few years. And now we're back together on the same team at Microsoft. And so she and I just, we're always, you know, we're just kind of each other's, you know, tech best friend, if you will, where when we see different things popping up the community, we usually just our own personalities, like we like to talk about them. And so that kind of is where it evolved. We're like, hey, let's just... Let's let's riff about some of these things, and so the the first ones are are just us, and the first one in particular is terrible because no one how knows how to do a podcast when you first start. Doing
1: yeah, all, a all, always the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, yep. So apologies if anybody really goes back and listens to the first one, but yeah, so it's just been kind of a fun thing to keep up with. Like I said, talk to talk to folks, and another avenue to learn really or share things that we find important we've done several podcasts on accessibility uh, for example so yeah
1: <laughs> keeping busy as i see yes <laughs> what, what do you stream on twitch what, what kind of projects do you, just your own project coding them and saying hey tag along if you want or, or is this a special kind of, of project something building up all the time do you, you yeah do stuff like
0: i've done it a few different ways so golly it's probably I. I think it's actually been two years ago now. For a hot minute, I was trying to do a Twitch show. So I called it Dev Roulette, where, which, as most things go, I had the domain first and then (laughs) had to figure out how it was going to (laughs) work. Yeah. So, but the concept of that show was I had a topic. So I did, I ended up doing two different rounds successfully. I had, The first one was on CSS, of course. And then the second one was accessibility. And so what I did was I made a list of, you know, folks that would, I think would be great to talk to and also that would balance out other folks that I had in mind for guests. And what I did is I just sent them out a Calendly link and, you know, explained the concept of the show, but asked them to pick a date. And then they were essentially mystery paired up. So that was the quote unquote roulette part. And also folks who wanted to see the show, I did not announce it guests until the day of. And so pros and cons of that for marketing, by the way. But anyway, we had some awesome conversations. I did make a YouTube for that. So you can go back and look at that or go to devroulette.live is is where you can find those too. Although I think I forgot to update the homepage, but you can jump to the YouTube. So we had folks like for CSS, I had Kevin Powell and Amit Sheen. And then for accessibility, Carrie Fisher and Anna Cook. And so... I also I love the conversations. It was super fun. It was just a lot of emotional and actual work to <laughs> put it together. Not to mention get folks scheduled. So who knows? Maybe someday I'll I'll try that out again. But it was fun while it lasted. So now my Twitch. Sometimes I do office hours. Lately, I've been we've been building up a design system type of idea. Um, also using 11 So and 11 is Another topic that I sometimes stream about. Really just kind of whatever is on my on my mind. I uh, I don't have a regular cadence, so the best way to find out if I'm streaming is on uh, twitter or i sometimes announce
1: twitter, it on my yeah. newsletter so newsletter we'll, we'll add, the, add a link to that as well <laughs> yeah at the very beginning you, you mentioned so you were you, you grew up in Nebraska, and it was uh, pretty lonely in in learning all this do you have now you mentioned you mentioned claire i think mm-hmm. some 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 kind of sparring partner really a full for, for you day to day do you have other people that you you go you go to persons to really progress on your career people you always go back to and and, and have really this this network of people working with you nowadays
0: yeah great question. I mean, I've definitely formed quite a few more professional you know contacts in the past year or so and and it varies i i most of most of the time my interactions are like you know via Twitter there's a few people that you know, I can personally reach, feel comfortable personally reaching out to at this point. But yeah, it's been, that's been a hard thing in the pandemic. I, most of these people, these folks that I'm talking about, I've never met in person. I'm hoping to meet them someday at a conference, you know. <laughs> but unfortunately, it hasn't come except for uh, about three or four of them when I, I was able to go to Dusseldorf this past May to do Beyond Telerand conference. So I was able to meet a few people there finally. But yeah, just I, I appreciate the, the context that I made and, you know, but Twitter's the main way I tend to interact or or Discord. So I have a few folks that I think it's important to find folks who are, you know, kind of past basically the folks I reach out to, they're passionate about a particular niche area. So I, (laughs) you know, can go to particular people like someone deep on accessibility, someone deep on HTML specifically, someone deep on, of course, CSS. So yeah, it's worthwhile to try to make those contacts for sure in your network.
1: (laughs) It, it is indeed. It is indeed. Uh, I, I remember before before the pandemic hit, I had a few people really in, in close contact, and somehow the pandemic made it so harder to see those people, those persons, but easier to find others, and and I have had way way more contacts since, so virtual coffees and and talking with people and saying, hey, can you help me with this? But but it's different. It, it's not the same. It doesn't go as deep. It doesn't. There is not, There is less human connection. It's it's a bit weird. It's a bit yeah it's different. <laughs> and somehow I just cannot come back to the conference circuit yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so giving talks is some, it still doesn't feel right. I submitted a couple, a couple of papers for CFPs but didn't feel completely right. I did it because, because yeah. I, I thought I had to, but somehow it changed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, that was yeah. the first one I'd been to. So, and <laughs> okay. yeah, I think we kind of hit the sweet spot before we started spiking again for that particular one <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah it's a tough time to try to okay. do those things
1: so do, do, do you have some kind of algorithm in your in your mind and, and if you want to go to, uh, or to or to go through the whole hurdle of, of finding a conference and submitting papers what what kind of conference does it have to be does The location play a location player role the kind of attendance what's 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 important for you and to make to make such a decision
0: yeah, so definitely context there is. I am very, very, very new to doing doing conference talks. I've only been doing them during the pandemic, so that means the majority of them have been virtual, and that's just because I didn't. I wasn't a you know somebody that was producing work, which I explained earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and but that said, so CSS is definitely the main topic you're going to find me speaking about, and that's the one I feel. Most comfortable when I did do a couple related to 11D, the static site generator. And so that's definitely an area I enjoy speaking about as well. But yeah, number of attendance, none of, none of that, you know, that's not necessarily important to me. It's more, I do check the diversity if that's available, mm-hmm. a, including, you know, topics and things. And then I do appreciate any other, you know, Making sure that they can properly accommodate speakers, I have found to be an important consideration. And based on an experience, I also am a little wary if it's a brand, brand new conference, unless it's going to be virtually held. <laughs> so it, because it's just tough right now mm-hmm. in some of those cases. But I mean, otherwise, yeah, like I said, mostly if you let me talk about CSS, I'll probably show up. <laughs> so,
1: good to know. Good to know. So, maybe a weird question. You mentioned a few a few domain names that you own. Do you have another one that is that, that for which you don't have a project yet and you need a project? Maybe we can we can uh, crowd thing this and, and brainstorm and find, find a project for it.
0: So, I have a few from let's call them the before times. One that I I do have an idea for this one. I just I've never had time to execute it, and I probably won't at this point. It's a really good domain, planaplate.com. I was really gung-ho on that. I really wanted to do a recipe-saving sharing app, and this was before there was such a proliferation, so I've had that one for quite a few years. I was going to do it with WordPress, then I moved away from WordPress, and... I was like, oh, maybe I'll learn React because that's all I was hearing about. And anyway, it never made it off the ground because, again, yeah. <laughs> priorities. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> priorities
1: um, again.
0: And I can't help hanging on to that domain because it's just a really good domain. <laughs> but my other one that would be up for grabs that I definitely am never going to touch, I just don't want to let it go to the generic market, <laughs> is Midwest WP. So it was intended to be Midwest WordPress. So Midwest is the regional name for this part of the states so that's a new term for folks yeah um, so here's what it is i probably have i i've managed to put stuff on most of the other things that i thought of especially mm-hmm. over the last
1: couple of years <laughs> midwest wordpress or owp sounds like a conference name
0: yeah, I know. That's why I don't want it to just <laughs> generically go, if somebody has a really good use case, definitely get in touch. I'm not going to ask you for thousands of dollars for it. I just want it to be a legitimate thing.
1: <laughs> as, long, as long as the idea is fun enough to to build and, uh, and put on there, you, uh, you will be game.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Awesome. So in the future, more, more projects to learn, more stuff to uh, captivate your curiosity. And happily after ever after, <laughs> ever after damn <laughs> and just continue like this or, or do you see some change coming
0: yeah so i i will always be producing something of some kind even if that's you know gets lowered back to to more tutorials and articles you know i like i said my brain just i have to chase ideas i i will think about them until i either try and fail or you know <laughs> have success and then sometimes, you know, keep hammering on it. (laughs) So (laughs) it's just an innate part of who I am. I have to do it. Yeah. So you'll definitely see more. I'm currently give you a At this point, it's a sneak peek. It won't be a sneak peek when you're hearing this. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm currently working on an educational resource for moderncss.dev. So right now, it is in-depth tutorials, if you haven't encountered it before, that show you practical ways to build different things in CSS for particular problems. I'm working on a resource that will challenge you a bit more and give you a bit more guidance to craft your own components and things like that so Ooh. look out for that it will definitely be advertised on modern when it's available so
1: anyway, it will be in the show notes don't worry <laughs> <laughs> so i guess now is the time to 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 ask you for for one advice and and you you serve me one beforehand you, you meant you force you meant you you forces yourself to push it out the door how do you encourage somebody to to act like this when you created something you're always scared of releasing it, how? Wh- why Why should I definitely push it out the door?
0: Yeah. So start small. When I was getting started, to me, start small means not only focusing on something small, but also you don't have to build a whole blog. I know it's tempting. I do know that. So I started publishing just a few t- things that were in my head on the community dev.2 and You know, maybe publishing articles, maybe that's not what you want to do. So another option would be if you want to build something, start building something and putting out there on CodePen or similar environments, or maybe even just create a, if you're on GitHub, to create like a gist and just like, hey, this is a function that was useful because X, Y, Z. You know, or create a Twitter thread, right? All of these are pretty low effort things to do. And the other key there is, using knowledge that you have, and you're simply sharing it out. And once you kind of get accustomed and find which method, that was another key thing for me, is finding which method you actually enjoy doing Mm. for content. So for me, building is my favorite. And then writing articles or, you know, doing videos would be secondary. That said, you can also take those small things and you can grow them, you can pivot them to those other mediums. And eventually you'll find an audience, you'll find a community and you will help solidify what your goal is. And you truly never know what opportunities. I, I had no idea. Uh, there's like the fact that we're even talking today, like that wasn't on my radar when I started doing <laughs> this. I just didn't think I'd be a podcast guest. You're like, <laughs> that's crazy to me. And I, I appreciate these opportunities so much. So you just never know. So take that first step, find what works for you. That is super important. You don't have to do Twitch. You don't have to do you know anything you're not comfortable with there is a place for you we want to hear from you please share your knowledge in whatever form that takes
1: that is awesome i love it find what works for you it has to be there said again and again and again thank you very yes. much <laughs> <laughs> so stephanie you've thrown a few links already in a few domains where where should we send people if if they want to find you online and and get all those links again now what's the hub
0: Yes. So first, if you are on Twitter, that's where I'm going to be communicating the most. But if you want to see my projects, events, including conference talks or podcast appearance and things, these other things that I kind of teased were coming soon. My main portfolio. So again, this domain I've had, this is my longest running domain. So it's a little bit hard to say. Think, Thinkdobecreate.com is where to find that. So.
1: So, we'll add that's in the show notes and you don't have to Write it down right yep. now. Just <laughs> scroll down, click on it, and that's it. And, and, it's and uh, there we can find all the uh, all the other projects, the side projects, yes. the yep. silly ones, and the serious ones, and uh, everything that's coming. Awesome, awesome, <laughs> awesome, 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 Stephanie. It's been a blast. Thank you very much for for this uh, for this show and and highlight of your whole story. That was really cool.
0: Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk to you, and it was great to meet you too. Uh,
1: likewise, thank you. And this has been another episode of Developer's Journey, and we'll see each other next week. Bye bye. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I hope you have enjoyed this week's episode. If you like the show, please share, rate, and review. It helps more listeners discover those stories. You can find the links to all the platforms the show appears on on our website devjourney.info slash subscribe. Creating the show every week takes a lot of time, energy, and of course money. Would you please help me continue bringing out those inspiring stories every week by pledging a small monthly donation you'll find our patreon link at devjourney.info slash donate and finally don't hesitate to reach out and tell me how this week's story is shaping your future you can find me on twitter i'm at timothep t-i-m-o-t-h-e-p or per email info at devjourney.info talk to you soon